Hello everybody, I'm Coach Colin. I'm here to help you master your leadership. Today's Power Hour is about a very special topic which is called focusing on results is harmful for you. And of course, as a manager, you would wonder why would I want to bring out this topic for a Power Hour where everything depends on results. Well, if you hang on through this Power Hour, you will realize that there is a twist to this that you will want to know. You see, I'm not quite sure why you're here. And perhaps it's because you found this title intriguing. That is why you want to listen to it. Or perhaps you're even opposed to it and you want to find some energy to, uh, to oppose to it and argue about it. Perhaps you're looking for an explanation why it is the fact. Or perhaps you feel there is something behind it because you're not getting the results and you're really trying to discover something. Because if that is you, then absolutely you have come to the right place. Because... You have come to the right place if you want to understand how people really process the notion of measuring results or um, if you want to know why people fail to follow up on their own goals or if you just want to get more attention of what needs to change with your team. So this is what we're going to talk about today. So if you've been listening to a previous Power Hour, you will understand by now that to lead your team is, of course, your task. And this means that you lead your team to achieve common goals. And there are four sides which you want to consider working on to make sure that that really happens and your, your team actually achieves those common goals. And the first side is that you want to share and agree why things have to change and what has to change. And that is where then you and the whole team find the motivation to start moving. Secondly, you want to discuss and decide around how things should be done. And we will spend some more time around this presently. And the third thing is then when you know why things have to be done, why things have to change and what has to change, and the people know how things should be done and how you're going to you know, prioritize the resources, then they want to know how they themselves can contribute. And you will want to show them in the fourth side how and when they have contributed so that they feel comfortable in doing more of what they're already doing now. And today we will do things in little reverse order. So instead of me talking here, I'm going to ask you already around this first question where I would like you to think about a few minutes and then you can put it here into the chat and I will copy the answers onto the screen so that we can see what you have. Because my first question is, what are... What is the most important result that you need to improve? Think about it. Write it here in the chat and I will start copying exactly what you have written. And then we'll take it from there as we go along. And I can also already see some thoughts coming in here, which I'm okay here. So the first one is improve sales results and reduce sales cost. Perfect. And here's another one, which is improve follow up and improve the quality of visits, uh, increase efficiency, I'm just going to copy this one, increase satisfaction of users and customers, improve the profitability, and improve customer product sales. Excellent. So here are these things that you dramatically need to improve. And normally, 
when you talk about these things, you typically have a discussion with your team or you're sitting as part of a team and you're discussing these things and everybody tries to figure out why these have to change and they put data onto the table normally and do analysis and you come very quickly to the conclusion, yes, things have to change and there are good reasons why these things have to change. And then you're talking about what has to change and that is where it starts to become confusing and then somebody says we need to have a smart goal and all of a sudden the the discussion in that team that turns around the fact that you're trying to find a number that summarizes exactly everything that you want to do because it is specific it is measurable it is achievable and relevant and it's timed and all of a sudden the discussion that you are having around what you need to achieve and what has to change stops there because somebody says it's 30 percent and for those people in the discussion all of a sudden this 30 percent makes a lot of sense because it really summarizes that situation where you are right now and you leave that meeting thinking that your goal is 30 percent and from there on you take all the powerpoints that you've had and you start talking with your teams and you're you're talking to to other people because now you want to make this 30 percent you want it measurable so you create some some excel sheets and some data you pull out of your system and you create perhaps some dashboards so that you can see how you progress towards these 30% improvement or decrease or change or whatever it is simply by drawing a line over the next following 12 months and say you're going to improve like like two and a half percent per month and then since the last meeting then the first month goes and the second month goes and perhaps the third month goes and suddenly you realize you should be at seven and a half percent and you start explaining to your team all over again what the goal was, the 30%, and how important it was, and where you should be right now at 7.5%. And there is a whole 22.5% which you haven't achieved, and you still have to work on those, and you try to do a catch-up program so that you can accelerate the the closing of the gap, and you focus on that huge gap and the distance towards the goal where you want to be. And all of a sudden you realize that your team is not really following you. They're not really on you on this project. And as a manager, then you start becoming assertive. But of course, you have committed to your management that this is the goal that you want to achieve. And then you start explaining it even one more time and you get all assertive and you use the power and that has been decided from management and your managing director or headquarters or whoever it is who helps you to lean on your team to explain that this is so very important, it has been decided and it has to be executed. And at that point, your team, which was still collaborating a little bit, they sort of retreat mentally and they go, okay, whatever, we'll just do it. And at that point, of course, you also feel feel that you have been, you know, convincing your team that this is the right thing and from that moment on you think everything is going to work fine but what your team is actually thinking about right now is they feel the pressure from you as a manager to work on this result and make sure that it happens that they in their mind think okay how am I going to fix this right now where's the shortcut which is the quickest way from where we are right now to where we need to be without putting in all the effort that we need. 
that is where then towards the end where the result has to be delivered, people become very inventive around how they can really achieve that goal and how they can do shortcuts and whether there is a big customer or a friendly customer who can help them or whatever there is. Really some amazing creativity is launched. So really to fix that result at the end of the period or the year and everybody's happy that the result has been achieved. But if you then turn over the page and go into the next term, into the next period or into the next year, all of a sudden you realize that actually nothing really has changed. You've just been able to fix a result, which means that you, from the goal that you wanted to have, you drop all the way down, which means that you have to push and make your organization push one more time, not only to reach the new goal for the next period, but also manage and leverage the goal that you had in the last period. So let me share this in another picture with you. On, Let's say you've got a book in front of you right now, a notepad. On the left side of your notepad, at the bottom, you're going to write your current state, your situation, where you are today. And then you've got an arrow going up saying, this is, these are my expected results, which means at the top, there is a desired state, a goal, naturally, because that's where you want to move from where you are today to where you want to be in the future. And everybody naturally appreciates that picture and says, well, that is quite easy. But if we now take the second page, the overleaf there, and go from the left side, which is the present, and go to the future, which is on the right-hand side, you suddenly realize that, wait a minute, there is a gap there in the middle where the creases of, of your notepad, um, of, your, of your book or wherever you, you write it. And the desired state and the goal is, is actually on a different page, which means that there is something else in this desired state and in this goal that you have to achieve. Because if you... If you were already doing those things that you were doing behind this desired state or your goal, you would already be getting the results. But something is not the same, which means that between where you are today and the results that you want to have and where you want to be tomorrow achieving those results, there are consequences that you have to think about, consequences about things that you have to do differently from what you're doing today to what you need to do in the future to achieve this level of results, to be at this level of goals continuously. And I've put that word continuously there in big letters because, once again, if you were already doing it today, you would already be achieving those results continuously today. But for some reason or other, you're not, which means that you have to change something you have to, to take consequences to change something, that you do something differently, continuously, so that you achieve that new level of results that you want to have. Because obviously, if you don't do that change, you can do an effort for a certain amount of time. Perhaps you can fix something quickly, but as soon as that effort takes, you take that effort away, or that quick fix is done, you drop back onto the previous level where you were yesterday. But that is not where you want to be. You want to be continuously at that new level of delivering those expected goals every day. And that means 
a couple of things you have to put into your mind. Of course, we want to have the results, yes. But on that level of performance, of that level of effectivity, of that, on that level of quality, where you want to be in the future, there are certain things that you have to change from where you are today. And everybody understands that, but the question is, what is it that has to change then? That is where you have to start thinking about your process, the steps that lead to the results that you want to have. So rather than coming up with ideas and activities that you want to have, you want to spend some time understanding what are the steps that lead to the results that you have today. And specifically, how do these steps interconnect? Because one step in a process leads to an intermediate result in the second step, where you add value, which then leads to a third step, where you add more value, which leads to a fourth step, which in the end leads to the results. But somewhere on these steps leading to the results, something is not working as effectively, as efficiently, at that level of performance where you want to be. And you want to find that out because you want to then take the consequences and say, okay, we're going to change, improve, whatever it is, modify step number two so that we can be more effective. So you will have to, with your team, you will want to map out those steps, that process that lead to the results today, understand what is in that step that is creating that result so that you can take action specifically on that step right there and start the change. Because there are a couple of expected changes that you need to manage and you need to lead so that you achieve and you reach that level of the performance where you want to go. And then the question is, well, how do I measure that? And that is exactly the point because when you start looking at that one process step, you can then start measuring the progress with which you change that step. And the speed of change, the speed of progress of changing that step, the way you're working in that step, determines how quickly you're going to achieve your goal in the future, how quickly you're going to make those changes, take those consequences that you need to take so that you can play at a totally new level, so that your team can perform at a new level. Then the results will just be the consequence of a new level of performance. So, to make that example clear, for instance, today we have a certain customer classification, which means that on the left side of the page we have our development accounts, our partner accounts, and our priority accounts, and T1, T2, T3 accounts, whatever you prioritize, where you say, okay, I'm going to visit this customer with this frequency and another customer with another frequency, because one customer offers you a huge amount of potential, which you go and chase more often, and another customer does not have that potential, so you follow more their needs and you're more reactive on their part. That is the present state. And when you ask a team of salespeople to go through that customer classification, then, of course, they map that classification based on the priorities that you have today, which explains the results which you have today. But then the question is, but if you want different results, where do you change? And that is where your customer classification 
changes and becomes all of a sudden a customer priority, which means that you change that classification by changing, by doing that selection and thinking which are the most important customers you want to deal with right now, you want to prioritize so that you can change sorry, so that you can achieve different results. Because only when you change that present balance of where you spend your time and which resources you spend with those specific customers and what attention and reaction they get and which product and service they get, only when you change that current balance of priority are you able to get a new result. And that balance that you need to change is by looking into the process right now to see where does this balance happen. It, of course, happens when you choose customers, which means when you choose which customer to to meet tomorrow morning. Is it a customer who had called you on Friday because they had a problem, or is it the customer where they have a big opportunity and you want to push for it? Which means that when you change that classification and create a new priority. There are consequences that you need to take as a manager where you want to sit down with your team and saying, well, which are these consequences that we need to implement? And to be able to do those consequences, you need to be aware of the process you're working in right there and right now so that you can then implement the changes and you can measure and monitor and manage the progress of the changes, the progress of the implementation of the consequences that will lead you to a new level of performance. That means that you're focusing on the speed of progress of implementation changes, which leads you to the new level of performance, the new goal, the new desired state, where you want to be in the future. And the result that you expect when you have implemented those changes, will come automatically. Because the result that you're going to get is the consequence of your team performing at a different level, performing at the level of the desired state or the goals where you want to be. That gives you the results that you want to have. So, at this point... When you see this pattern, I would like you to to think about your most important thing that you wanted to change. And I would like you to think about these four questions or take the first three and I would like you to put them into the chat so that we can see what results you're going to have and what changes you need to do. And the first question here is, repeating from what we asked you for early on, is what is the most important result you need to improve? And then you have to ask yourself, well, what do you have to improve to change that? Yeah, you see there's one thing in there that appears very important to change right now inside that process. And then the third question is, what action do you think you could implement to make that change happen? So as you think about these three questions, and you can start putting them into the chat, once again, what is the most important result you need to improve? What do you have to improve to achieve that? And what actions do you need to take to make that improvement? And I'll let you, um, I'll give you a few moments here so that you can write that into the chat. And um, we will then have a look at some of these examples.
and I'm going to copy them here over onto the screen so that you can see. And here are already the first ones, of course. Team efficiency and, and customer selection. That is an improvement area that you want to have. Great. Um, here's another one. Improve profitability. Absolutely. Um, sales with distributors and or develop ratio of sales. Brilliant. Yes. And, okay, now you're writing here the whole chain. One, two, three. Exactly. So, if you want to improve profitability in your sales organization, you want to, and here's your ex example, brilliant, you want to empower the team to take decisions, share knowledge with them, educate them how profitability works. Yes, that is the thing that you want to change. And the activity here is adjust discount levels, set up education set uh, sessions, monthly web webcasts on where we are and where we need to be. Exactly. So, you have a goal, you have the result that you want to change, you have the thing that you need to improve and you've got actions there which you can put into place right now, which means if you want to improve profitability, you want to empower the team to take actions and share knowledge with them, educate them around profitability. So the actions are adjust the discount approvals, set the education session, monthly webcasts on where you are exactly. And that is how you're going to make that change. And that is how you're going to monitor that change. And here, for you to really take notes, and I would like you to, to encourage it, this is then what the manager does to make sure that you achieve the results. It is not focusing on the results. It's not measuring the progress on the results. It's not explaining the gap around the results. It's not putting people under pressure to do more and trying to fix it because you know you have been doing that in the past and that is really not the way you're going to get your team to work at the next level. Instead, this is what you want to do. To achieve your goals, first of all, you want to define the process steps that lead to the results that you're having today. The steps and the dependencies so that you understand the process that leads to the results that you have today. Then you want to look at every process step that you have and think about which of these steps do you need to change. And there you can spend time with your team understanding together why this step needs to change and what changes you need to implement. And then you define around that step, you can define how can you ensure the progress of that change and specifically how can you measure the progress of that change. And here's a, a, oh, yes, here's a question here on the chat, which I would like to pick up because that one is very relevant. And I would like to take it back to the example that we had just a moment ago when, about the profitability and empowering the team and adjusting the discount, discount levels. How would you measure that? Yeah, you all understand now the, the consequences and, and the dependency. If I want to improve the profitability in my team, of course, I want to empower the team to take their own decisions specifically around profits and, and discounts. So I have to arrange my discount levels and I want to educate people how to use the discount levels and these types of things. So where does the profitability then come in? Well, first of all, when you teach the people to use these discounts levels out of their own accord because they understand how to create the profitability with a customer, then immediately they will act depending on the framework that they are in. 
which means they are not going to spend as much time asking you about specific discounts and writing you emails to allow a certain offer at a certain price because they've got a framework in which they can operate themselves, which means they are going to save more time in doing that that part of the job, which means when they save time, of course, they can spend more time looking for new business. And you, you're going to spend save more time because instead of spending time on answering all these emails and these special requests around these um, around these discounts, you have the opportunity now to save that time and spend more time on coaching or getting new business. And all of a sudden, you're saving like perhaps 10% of your time. Your salesperson, every salesperson is spending 10% of their time and that is how you can find more resources within your sales team and become more profitable. Profitable. And how can you measure that? Well, you measure it by taking a piece of paper today and simply measuring how often do you get requests for a discount change on a quotation. Yeah, Is it like 15 times per week, depending on how big your team is and how, how much turnover you have in your, in your organization, in your team? Or is it, is it perhaps 10? I don't know. But then in three, four, five weeks' time, when you've implemented that action and you've decided on the discounts level and you've educated your salespeople and you've made sure that they know how to use it, and then all of a sudden you, you take a new piece of paper and you measure how often do you get the requests for new discounts, and all of a sudden you see they are perhaps only three. That is where you know that you're on the right track. And that is where you can go back to your team and say, hey, I'm quite sure we are on the track of being more profitable because we are saving time here on the discounts and you are finding more time to um, run and, and find new business because you've got more time over and I can coach you. That is one of the indicators here in our improvements process where we know we are going to reach our goal in the end of the year. And you can only do that by understanding the process, the steps, the dependencies of actions today that you have in your organization that lead to the result where you are. You decide which changes you want to make. You monitor the progress of those changes so that you can get enough momentum so that you can measure those changes and progress as quickly as possible. Because in your organization, nothing is more frustrating for your team to, to know what the result is supposed to be and not being there. Nothing is more frustrating for your team to be told how big the gap is and not really understanding how they can close it and understanding the dependencies. Nothing is more frustrating for them to see their manager frustrated and putting pressure on them because they will only try and find a quick fix which might fix the result right now, but they also know that they're not improving. And the biggest frustration for any organization is knowing that they could perform better, but not progressing on a track of improvement. And that is where you change your focus from focusing on the result, but focusing on the progress of change on those things that have to change where you see the dependencies that lead to the results and you start changing every step of that dependency and improving it. And you know, the quickest way to change your sales results is you go to the very end of the sales process. At the moment when the customer is wanting to place an order, just, before, just in that step between sending a quotation and ordering, 
because that is where the highest value of your team is. That is where they have created all that, invested all that time in talking to the customer, defining the solution and getting the customer to 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 share the needs and together come up with a conclusion that is reflected in this quotation. Perhaps even there is a special design in there, which means the highest value that you have created is in that quotation. And the first step of increasing the productivity in your sales organization is to make sure that you increase the number of quotations that you close. And if you're closing 10% today, if you can do an activity around there so that you can close 15%, that is money there right on the table. So rather than looking to see, well, which new customers can you acquire and which new products can you look for, look at the end of the process and saying, okay, which quotations are out there right now? Let's do an activity to close these quotations. Let's get on the telephone. Let's take a list of quotations that we have out to our customers and, and review those so that we can close those which are on the line as quickly as possible and as many as possible. When you have done that, then you can think about well, okay, now that we have found a method to improve the closing rate of our quotations, which is not a one-time activity, right? You're putting, you've decided that you're going to put inside sales on the task to print out the open quotations like every other week, or they're going to do a telephone call every other week to the customers where the quotations are still open. That's where you're creating the change. That is where you're creating a new routine there. Then you step step back again and say, well, how can I improve the quality of my quotations? Which means, how can I qualify that the customer really wants to have a quotation and that he's ready to buy and, and order after you have sent the quotation out? Which means there might be meetings, there might be validations, tests, cost reductions that you want to document, improvements that you want to document that the customer might want to agree on before you make the quotation. And that way you can increase the the level of your quotations. And then when you increase the level of your quotations, you already have the process how to close the quotations better, which means you're already running at a higher speed. So step by step, you're working from the final result where you want to be and start improving from the end of the process, going backwards what is the incoming data into that process? How can I improve that? And then you step the next, take the next step backwards and look at the previous step and say, okay, well, how can I improve that step? What is the incoming data into that step? And improve that it, improve that. And every time you create an improvement routine where you say, okay, we're better at this last step. Now we're better at this last but one step. Now we are better at this last but two steps which means this is how you improve yourself to achieve your goals and achieve your team to perform at a higher level. And they are going to be with you. You don't have to sell it to them because they will see that they can progress because they can see all of a sudden they can perform at a higher level. And nobody is more glad than a team that can perform at a higher level and perform at a higher uh, level of of uh, quality, of efficiency, of performance, of whatever it is, achieving higher results. Because now they know how they can change and how can they can achieve that. So going away from here, this is where you want to be. You want to define your process 
clearly every manager, not only a sales process, but every manager is working in a process. And you want to understand those process steps that lead to the results that you have today. Not the single issues, not the single problems, but the dependency of those steps. You want to define which changes you want to make as a number two. In, in that uh, where, you, where the people drop the ball, where you lose time, where you lose quality, yeah, which is then accumulated in the remaining part of the process. You want to define those changes. Then in number three, you want to de- define how are you going to make those changes, how are you going to progress, how are you going to implement those things so that you can move forward. And then on step number four, you want to focus on the progress of these changes and make sure that these changes are implemented. You want to put a, a measure in point there, which means that your KPI that you have today is a key progress indicator. If you can increase the speed of progress of that implementation, you are going to achieve your goal faster than just focusing on the result. Focus on a key progress indicator. So, That is all for today. Thank you very much for this Power Hour. Remember, make this week your best week ever. And if you want to reach out to me, of course, I will support you with more thoughts and ideas. I'm Coach Colin. I'm here to help you master your leadership. 